Coffee, Cows, and Crops is produced by the Peace Country Beef and Forage Association and hosted by Extension Coordinator Johanna Murray. On this podcast, we discuss management practices and research results with scientists, ranchers, researchers, and farmers. We strive to share innovative information and farming practices supported by sound science and practical wisdom. So grab a cup of coffee and let's get learning. All right. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Coffee, Cows, and Crops. Today, I'm talking to Ellen Jabs and Jody Wakowicz from, uh, from AgSafe, Alberta. Um, and I've also got uh, Monica Benoit from PCBFA with us today. Hi, everybody. So, <laughs> Hello. Thanks for joining us, ladies. Um, Jody, maybe uh, to start us off, you can tell us a bit about uh, AgSafe and what you do. Sure. So AgSafe Alberta was formed um, about 2017, and it came together, a a number of the commodity groups got together and they felt they needed to be proactive in in helping farms and ranches with the new legislation and and how they were going to meet the requirements of it. So our board is all members of commodity groups. We're industry-led. And I know a question we quite often get is, is whether we're government, and we certainly aren't. We're, we're responsive to the producers of this province and, and helping them meet their needs. So we do that. Uh, we have a team of advisors, and they will go out on farm and support farms and ranches in beginning their safety programs. They deliver workshops. They attend trade shows and, and kind of almost the face of AgSafe Alberta most days. We have a website that has lots of tools and manuals and e-learning components so that farms who are interested in getting started can, can kind of go there and, and look for information and, and figure out where they want to start or, or even just reach out to us and ask questions on how to get started. And one of the big things that we have is a 1-800 number. We have someone always available to answer that number, and it's available if you want to ask questions about farm safety or if you're in an uh, incident that's happened on your farm and you really would like some help to kind of guide you through the process. I kind of like to refer to it as a, as a translation service. Sometimes we don't always understand what OHS is asking of us on farm. And so we're here to kind of help you guide, guide you through that and, and explain what it is they're asking for, what they're looking for, and, and what you may be able to provide them uh, in response to that. So that number is available for everybody, and uh, and we certainly encourage you to write it down and, and have it handy. Awesome. And for anybody who's immediately like, oh, I got to know about that, we will put it in the description. So <laughs> it'll be there. Um, Ellen, I know you're the representative for kind of Northern Alberta, and you, you come out and actually help people with their farm safety plans. Um, so why would a farmer ranch consider putting together a formal safety plan and how can Excel safe help with that? Jody, you can feel free to chime in too if you like. Um, those are actually both great questions. The why is something that I have had asked before. Um, I'm sure many producers ask themselves in a discussion of safety plans on the farm, even amongst each other. Um, and when legislation especially came into effect, that was probably a big topic of discussion at a lot of the coffee shops. Um, in my opinion, the real question is why not? Uh, why not establish a formal way to ensure clear communication to everyone within your operation, whether it be family members or if you do happen to hire um, a few people on your operation? 
it's more or less just to ensure that everyone's prepared in a situation that none of us ever planned to happen. Um, there are mul multiple answers to a question like this, and that's simply because not every operation is the same. Some producers want to expand on what they already have in place. Some want to grow a clearer line of communication throughout their operation. A big one for a lot of producers is to ensure operations are protected within what's required of them for legislation, what's been installed over the last couple of years here, like Jody was mentioning before. Um, to answer the second part of your question, the statement of building a health and safety plan is quite intimidating to a lot of producers. Uh, Egg Safe was built to help reassure producers that it doesn't need to be made convoluted and complicated and overwhelming. Um, AgeSafe has a group of advisors, like Jody said, with experience in agriculture, mm -hmm. as well as health and safety. Um, so with those two areas combined, we're more than willing to meet and help with producers and sit down with them to assist them in putting together a safety plan that works for their operation. We have tools that we have created for essentially all sizes and all the different commodities too, which really helps to guide the producers in the right direction from start to finish. We go through with the producers what they are currently doing and what their specific requirements are. And honestly, a lot of the time, producers are meeting a lot of the requirements within their operations but they just haven't put pen to paper, more or less. Right. Our goal at the end of the day is to help them implement an effective and efficient health and safety plan with their operation without the process being painful or frustrating while also ensuring that they are meeting the required standards that they fall under. And I will just jump in here for, for a minute here um, on our on a personal side, on our farm, we recently sat down with Ellen, mainly my mother-in-law and I, and we had a, a really, really great experience. And going back to um, the changes in legislation and that, that part made me feel overwhelmed that I didn't know how to deal with that. And a few times Ellen asked us, do you, is this, do you feel overwhelmed? And I said, no, no, I feel so much better because I felt overwhelmed of the whole the whole process and and were we covered and what what did we need to do to make sure we were meeting our requirements and I mean we have some informal safety things in place but nothing that was that I knew I knew we needed to to work on it so I we really appreciated that and I think that goes into kind of the the net one of the questions that I had was um, the different farm sizes and the different requirements for what you need to have in place based on your farm because I think that is a big question and it is something that has been, yeah, it's, it is confusing. So do you want to share, Ellen or Jody, on that, how that works? Sure. Um, it certainly has been confusing. I mean, we started with Bill 6, and then we had, um, in January, we had the changes and the Farm Freedom and Safety Act. And um, unfortunately, it, you know, sometimes when, when words come out or the phrasing comes out, it makes it sound like, you know, we took away all of the requirements of farm safety and uh, or that there's numbers involved. And, and so there's some clarification around that. I think the biggest part to, to first get a, off is the employment standards and insurance. <clears throat> and that's where we all heard the number five. And so in terms of employment standards and insurance, 
if you have five or less employees, you don't have to worry um, about those. You're, those are optional for you if you want to consider them. If you've got six or more employees, that's where you're required to apply them. And so in, in terms of insurance, you, you had the option of WCB or you could go private. <clears throat> so then when we looked at the Act, the Act still continues to apply to any farm who has one or more paid employees. So that's where some of the confusion um, exists in terms of farm safety is that, yes, you are still required to do it. Um, what changed about the farm safety is that they took away the regulations and the code, which were kind of guidelines about how to do certain certain things around farm safety or, or you know, requirements of, of measuring or testing or documenting. So the, generic, the, the overreaching kind of umbrella act is still in place and that still requires requires you to to give a general duty of care and to be looking after the people on your operation. And so that's kind of where we're looking at, at our communication and, and how we're trying to help farms is, is understand that and what pieces you can build. Even if you've got only one employee, there's still some things that, that you need to do in terms of identifying hazards and, and documenting, you know, if you spend some time training them and, and those sorts of things. So that's the things we want farms to be aware of. Yeah, that does really help to clarify that. So thank you. Um, and then uh, what, so then when someone decides that this is the right step for them to take, which I, I definitely think it is, it was for, for us. So what, when you go to sit down and put together a plan, and I guess, Ellen, that might be a question for you. Where, where do you start with someone and, and how does that all work? So essentially where I like to start is, no different than when I sat down with you and your mother-in-law is ask you guys, what do you know? Or <laughs> when I came to your guys' farm, I said, well, have you looked at anything? And like I said, you were like the keener and you're <laughs> like, well, I looked at this and this and this and this, which was awesome because you already had those, those questions ready. Um, I really like to know, like, if there is anything you guys are doing already, if, if there's areas that you might have came across um, by taking initiative on your own side and just taking a look at our website and already questioning it, um, it it more or less will depend on where the producer themselves are at at that point prior to me coming. Um, so even as well, you and I had a few phone conversations before too, just so I could get a feel of okay, where would the best place to be to start with you guys? And where are you guys most comfortable starting as well? So once you've kind of got those initial starting things or starting questions out of the way, um, what are the kind of the stages of a farm safety plan? So a plan can absolutely be done in stages, but the most in important step or stage, I guess, if you per, prefer to say. Um, like I mentioned before, it's we're trying to make this process as painless as possible. Um, we don't want to overwhelm you. We don't want you to go running for the hills. Um, we, we want you to join in on what we're trying to do to help that operation move forward. Um, personally, in my experience, working with the producers, the best approach is, is honestly to review what they may be doing to ensure the health and safety of those within their operation. And then looking at the egg safe resources to see where we can fill in the blanks, so to speak. Um, it's important to remember though, 
that these plants don't just happen overnight, much like when you're a grain farmer, your crops just don't magically appear when <laughs> you go to sleep at night. It, it takes a lot of work. It takes a, it takes a lot of work at the end of the day, no different than anything in agriculture. Um, so you, you can't go in it thinking that it's, it's all going to come together because it doesn't. Cause even once you have all of that, every, like your plan established and everything like that, like there's always, there's always something else. There's always another way that you might be able to, to make something more effective or efficient towards your operation. Um, it's essentially the same approach. That makes sense. Uh, do you have any tips for kind of starting a farm safety plan? I would say go to the AgSafe Alberta website and give us a call if you want. Send us an email uh, where you can contact us any way you feel comfortable at the end of the day. Um, AgSafe as a whole is actually a resource too, if you think about it. Um, uh, one of my <laughs> questions on that, um, as a resource, I, I think you guys do do a really great job of that. So and talking about doing the planning stages, which I think, you know, it, it is, there is always something to build on. And it's not like you just sit down for a couple of hours and poof, there's your, your farm plan. Um, but we, to do it in stages. So you had talked about, um, you have, as a producer, or as a farm, you have so many hours that egg safe can um, basically use to um, mentor or guide, guide you. So what does, what does that look like? Cause I thought that was really well set up and, and very useful. So we offer uh, 10 free hours of consulting from AgSafe and uh, the advisor can can either do that with you on farm or can do some of that from over the phone, you know, depending on what everybody's comfort level is these days. And I think what they're going to encourage you to do is, is bite-sized chunks, something that's manageable. Maybe it's starting with identifying some of the biggest risks on your farm and, and how can we control those? Or is it seasonal, you know, are we heading into, you know, spring seeding um, what are the things we really want to focus on on for this season and and you know we don't need to be worrying as much about what what we want to put in place for harvest at this point because we've got time down the road for that but let's focus here and now and and on the staff who are going to be here um, you know trying to get the, some of those things put together um, one of the other things that I often suggest when we talk about starting a, a farm safety plan is that um, you know, where kids go to school and they do, you know, fire drills and, and things like that. And when was the last time you did a fire drill on a farm? How many people on your farm know where they're going to go if there's a fire or what their job is or, you know, who's going to be the one that rushes for the tractor in the water tank or, you know, who knows where the, you know, the power shutoff is to, to stop the electricity from, from that building or, you know, different things like that. Who Identifying some people who are going to be in, uh, responsible or, you know, is there someone who's going to the, grab the phone and, and be the one who talks to 911 because they know the land location we're at. Um, which is a key thing. If you don't know the land location, it's really hard to tell them how to get there sometimes. <laughs> so it's it's taking things like that, starting with things that are kind of easy and manageable and, and comfortable and, and starting to work that way. So uh, emergency response plans are often a great place to start because everybody's comfortable talking about that and how they want to respond to that. I guess kind of leading off of that, it's, it can be really hard to like think about are you at risk of a flood or a wildfire, that sort of thing? But are there things uh, in addition to kind of having the, those people in place and those jobs in place, um, other things producers should consider adding to those farm safety plans um, 
to kind of, that kind of reduces the number of moving pieces when there is a wildfire and suddenly you have to evacuate all your cattle or something. Mm -hmm. Certainly. I think in terms of, of emergencies, we want to, you know, who's going to be that, that person that that's kind of directing traffic in the, and what's happening. Um, you know, it, maybe it's even taking a moment to sit down with some of your neighbors and saying, okay, if, you know, if the fire is coming and it's coming from this direction, you know, we're going to plan for helping this farm first because we need to get their animals moved first and, and we can all bring, you know, this trailer or this tractor or this to come help you do that. And so almost an inventory and a, and a teaming up with the neighbors to figure some of those pieces out. Um, but yeah, who's going to be that, you know, which the person who owns this farm is going to be the key decision maker and sending people in directions. So we, you know, have one decision maker and lots of workers um, in order to to complete the, the tasks that we need to get done in, in a very short amount of time. And I think when you're looking at emergencies and things that could happen on farm, and it's a big one these days, is crime. What do you want your workers to do on your farm if somebody comes and try, is trying to rob the place or break in? Um, you know, we, we certainly don't recommend them trying to fight them off or, or, you know, scare them off or do some things. But do you have a place that they can go that's safe? You know, sometimes people are coming on farm with weapons and, and what is safe for your workers? And sort of, you know, talking through some of that can be very helpful to, to the employees if they're on the farm and that happens. That's a good point, Jody. Because a lot of the times, too, what I found when I went out to producers, um, they their employees are like their family to them. So they absolutely, at the end of the day, like they take anything that is on that operation as theirs as well. So to be able to communicate that with them is huge. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I have a more of a Peace Country Central question. So Ellen, you are our gal for Northern Alberta and the peace. So what does that look like if someone does want to start off on their farm safety plan and to to meet with you? And how often are you up here and how, how does that all look? Um, as far as schedule goes, I make my calls. I see what kind of works for everyone, um, whether it be a specific month and I, I try to get out to everyone, honestly, what just works best for them. And I just make that happen. I think the other part of that is, is the, they can go onto our website and request that visit. Um, so we can get it in the, in the system and, and sort of tracking some of that information too. And if Ellen's got a lot on her plate and a lot of calls, we do have some other advisors who may be able to slip up there and, and help out as well. So our ability to kind of balance that so that you get your visit in a, in a timely fashion is, is a, there too. Right, that makes sense. Um, is there anything else you wanna add, uh, Monica? I don't think so, just that, um, yeah, my personal experience with EggSafe was a, was a really good one and I, I breathed a sigh of relief that we had started and I mean, we can't say we've done much since we sat down with you, Ellen. <laughs> but now harvest is done and it's snowy out here. So you should be able to sit down and continue. So no, I think um, we're happy to have heard from you and hopefully we'll send a few more Peace Country folks your way. <laughs> this is a great time of year to be working on farm safety plans. You can pull up with a blanket in front of a fireplace and, and watch some <laughs> e-learning modules or, or you know, start <laughs> sitting around the fire talking about, you know, what's what the hazards are and how we want to control them. So uh, great opportunities now to to work on that. And certainly our advisors are available um, at this time of year as well. 
All right. So we've talked a little bit about your website and the 1-800 number and all that. Uh, just to reiterate, um, are there any resources or uh, projects that you're working on producers should know about? And do you want to just tell us about your website one more time? So on our website, you're certainly going to find um, the base manual and workbook that we've kind of been alluding to that there's a process to work through. Um, you can have that in a digital format or you can always reach out to us and I can send you a hard copy as well if you prefer that. Um, in conjunction with that, we have some e-learning on our website. So there's some courses that you can take that kind of help you walk you through the different modules in the workbook so that you understand what each module is looking for. We've also just recently added um, some PPE courses and women's courses that you can kind of walk through and, and get that information. I mean, PPE became a big thing earlier this year and how we want to wear it and what do we want to do properly and if we can even get it. So uh, good, some good, good resources there. And WIMIS, anybody who's got some chemicals in the workplace needs to take a WIMIS course. And we heard that from farms. So we've developed one that they can have available for, for their employees to watch. Coming up through the winter, you're probably going to see some webinars from us in terms of, you know, understanding some of the OHS rules and, and, you know, helping grow that culture on your farm. Uh, looking at some of that, certainly, um, you know, we have our 1-800 number. We do have a couple of other projects that we're not quite ready to talk about, but you may start to see in terms of, of uh, activities uh, in the early spring there and, and some things that we'll be out and about and be able to actually come and do in person, hopefully. <laughs> That would be novel. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you, ladies, for uh, joining us today. And uh, to everybody who tuned in, thanks for uh, listening. And have a safe day. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Peace Country Beef and Forage Association is a research and extension group based out of Fairview, Alberta. Our mission is to help producers thrive in an agricultural system that is profitable, regenerative, and attractive to future generations. To learn more about what we do and see the results of our research trials or our archive of newsletters and fact sheets, check out our website at peacecountrybeef.ca. Want to get in touch? Have a burning question or a topic suggestion? Send us a message on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Thanks for listening!